What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. The host site is March4th.podbean.com. My link tree with all my stuff is in the podcast description. Y'all made it here, so you found me somehow, and I truly appreciate you checking out another edition of the podcast. I hope everybody's doing well out there, man. It's crazy to think that we're just a little outside of three months away from the end of the year. It's nuts, man, but it's been a great year. It's been productive for me personally with the podcast. It's been great to continue to see things grow, continue to meet creatives from across the country here in the United States and uh, share their stories with all of you and connect with people in a positive way to see the Instagram grow, to see the downloads grow, and more importantly, man, just to grow as a person. Um, Over this past year plus, things uh, have been challenging for me, man, but it's, uh, it's been necessary, I feel like, for me to develop into the dude that I am today speaking to y'all, man. So I just hope you know that if you're going through some difficult times right now, it gets better. Make sure that you talk to the people that you love, talk to the people who you trust. Don't be afraid to seek out help. You know, we all go through things. Everybody's got things that they don't share with people that they go through, either because of shame or because of, you know, fear, whatever the case may be. We all shoulder a lot of burdens, man. But just speaking from experience, don't be afraid to seek out help. Don't be afraid to seek out ways to get better, you know, creative things that maybe you you shelved for more practical matters, right? I mean, we all got to work. We all got to eat. We all got to survive. But at the end of the day, if you are somebody who, since you were a kid, you had a knack for drawing, keep keep drawing, keep picking up that pencil or pen or that paintbrush even if you, if you like painting. If you're somebody who played an instrument as a kid and you put it aside as you got older, pick that instrument back up, you know, dust it off, go on YouTube learn some songs, keep jamming, you know, try to play the stuff you hear in your head. Uh, You know, exercise is huge. Proper rest, I can't emphasize that enough. We live in this culture, especially here in the States, where it's just like we're on the go all the time. And we almost really, I, I feel like we elevate that. We elevate the hustle, the grind. And not saying that you shouldn't hustle and grind for your dreams, but you got to remember to, to, decompress and to you know literally literally shut off like turn off your devices turn off the tv get outside spend some time in nature make sure you get the the right amount of sleep that you're hydrated all these things that we learn when we're younger (laughs) and we don't pay attention to i can tell y'all as a 34 year old man they're very important rest and recovery is is as much a part of of my journey as anything else in terms of hustling with the podcast and trying to build my name, trying to build the name of the show, develop good relationships with people and through word of mouth, hopefully people dig it. But um but yeah, man, don't be afraid to to seek help, whether it's through therapy, talking to the people that you love, but proper rest, proper diet, proper exercise, and having a positive outlet for those negative emotions is huge, man. And that's why I'm I'm such a big fan of heavy metal. It's it's music that's spoken to me since I was a kid. I initially got into it because of my big brother Brandon. Those of you who who listen to the show know that story. But you know my big brother, who's 40 now, it's crazy. 
he was into Metallica and Corn and Guns N' Roses and all that stuff in the 90s, man. Uh, Alice in Chains and Nirvana and um, all those bands that, that were coming out of Seattle and the Pacific Northwest. And I wanted to be like him. And then once I started listening to heavy music, I realized that that was the stuff that I just connected with the most. And for me, it's always been just a positive release of negative emotion that's the way i describe it to people who don't get it and it's okay if they don't get it i mean there's music that that i have friends of mine that love and it it doesn't it doesn't hit me the way that it hits them right so to each their own in that regard but heavy music has always been a positive release of negative emotion for me and it's something that's got me through a lot of tough times especially in this this past year plus with heartbreak and with you know, a lot of death around me more than at any other point in my life. And I've spoken about it a lot on this show over the past year plus that I've been going through it just because I want to let you guys know that even though I have a podcast and my, my message is very much one of positivity and perseverance and moving forward, that's the name behind March 4th, I still struggle. I still have my good days, my bad days, my OCD tendencies, you know, that I that I try not to feed and, and the irrational rabbit holes that I go down in my head. And I just try to get up every day and, and try to have a positive mindset, leave the past in the past, not ruminate too much, not worry too much about the future. It's it's easier said than done, but uh, diet, exercise, rest, and for me, a little bit of headbanging goes a long way, man. So just take care of yourselves. Be good to each other. Like I always say, keep the faith and be kind to one another. Just know that brighter days are ahead. So, you know, please continue to fight the good fight, get up every day, and just put your best foot forward. And, um, you know, I know sayings like that, people go, what does that mean? Put my best foot forward. Everything that I just talked about, man. Um, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist. So take my advice with a grain of salt as a dude who's just trying to, you know, live a good life and leave behind a a good legacy when my time's up. But, um, you know, putting your best foot forward means just getting up every day, having a positive outlook and, and thinking, you know, how can I impact the world positively today? You know, in my job, the community that I live in and with myself, you know, love yourself. Don't talk negatively to yourself. So speaking of all of that, man, and, and heavy music being a positive release of negative emotion, this band is one of those bands that I was able to connect with over the past couple of years that I've been doing the show again. I actually spoke to them right about a year and a half ago when their EP came out. And I love these dudes. I love what they're doing big fan of their music they are none other than the guys in house divided specifically on this episode we've got nard and zach nard plays bass and does vocals and zach is the co-vocalist of house divided and these guys have a sound that i think is great because it really intertwines just heavy riffs and a great rhythm section and it marries that with great melodies and hardcore vocals with Josh and Zach, their vocalists. And beyond that, too, they touch on a lot of the stuff that I just talked about at the jump, you know, in terms of emotions, negative emotions, anxiety, working through those things. And, and the way they do it in their music is, is, is done in such a powerful and authentic way. And I really wanted to get these guys back on here because they dropped their latest single at the end of June called Stray, which features the dudes in Dropout Kings. And I've had a few of the members of Dropout Kings on this show, so I love those guys as well. And I really dug the the single. To me, it's a, it's a great extension of the EP, Ash and Echoes, that House Divided released in March of 2021, which was actually the last time I spoke to them. And I've just kept an eye on them and what they've been up to 
over the past year and a half since we last spoke. And they've been really busy. It's been really cool to see things opening up again after COVID. I mean, I, I mean, obviously COVID's here to stay, but just, you know, the height of the pandemic, obviously a lot of shows were getting canceled. People couldn't perform live. And House Divided was one of those bands that as soon as things really started to open back up, they were able to hit the ground running. You know, just to name a few of the bands that they've played with since the last time I spoke to them in 2021, they've played with Prison, Vilified, the aforementioned Dropout Kings, Saving Vice, also Friends of the Pod, had a couple of their members on the show. I love those dudes and what they're doing, as well as While She Sleeps, Gideon, Born of Osiris. So they've been really busy, man, with the shows that they've put on and performed uh, in front of people. And to me, that's what's really cool is, you know, you make this music, it means so much to you. But to have that live connection and to see people sing your lyrics back to you and have that experience where you connect in a room with people, man, it's it's very powerful. And especially heavy music, man. Again, there's just that bond, I feel like, with with people who love heavy music. It's just such a special one because it's such a a smaller community, I would say, relative to to music at large and, and the stuff that's, you know, you know, on the radio and in the the zeitgeist as it were right it's it's very niche compared to the mainstream and that's why we love it so much because it's like our our secret society well not so secret society but y'all get what i'm saying man if you're a fan of heavy music you get it you know it's a it's a brotherhood it's a sisterhood it's just a peoplehood man of of people from all different backgrounds who really love this stuff and so I really wanted to get these guys back on once I saw that they had their their latest single drop, and it's done very well. It's over 23,000 streams right now on Spotify. They teamed up with BVTV Music and and uh, had their music video on their YouTube channel, and it's it's gotten over 21,000 views, and it's it's really cool. It's got a really cool spacey vibe, and it's just that's the best way I can describe it is it's a great extension of the material that they put out with Ash and Echoes. I think it's a great evolution for the band. And as you guys will hear in this conversation, we talk about what they've been up to. We talk about stuff that's coming up for them. We talk about Stray and uh, we talk about anxiety and emotions as well, man. So we had a great conversation. Uh, Like I said, I love these dudes genuinely as human beings and I love what they're doing as musicians. So without further ado, I'm going to shout my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Nard and Zach of House Divided. Here it is. Well, Zach, Nard, thank you again so much for coming back on the pod, you guys. I'm uh, Like we were talking before I officially hit record, I'm just really excited for what you guys are doing right now. I love Stray with the dudes and Dropout Kings and been fortunate enough to have a couple of those guys on the show as well. Big fan of what they're doing and uh, just really excited to get into what this this last year plus has been like with you dudes, man. So thank you. Yeah, no thank problem. You, man. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i just, uh, let's start there with uh, with Stray because the the single to me is definitely an extension of, of Ash and Echoes, your guys' EP, which came out a year ago, March, which I really loved. Um, Sundown Syndrome and, and, and Blackwater, two, two of my favorites off of that one. I, and two of my favorite songs genuinely of 2021 that I listened to. I just love both of those so much. But, but Dude, that's that's awesome to hear. <laughs> oh, Thanks, yeah, I, I genuinely love them, man. And, um, and Stray, I, I thought was really cool. You guys really brought the spacey vibes. You know, um, the single's done really well. I think it's the last time I checked, it was like 21,000 YouTube video views. 
Um, mm-hmm. uh, is it BVTV? I've seen artists yeah. stuff on. Um, yeah, BVTV. That's where we um, we went to them for the video release. And um, I think last time we I checked, we're probably I think we've broken twenty two thousand on that. Nice. That's great. And we're sitting at like a. I think about close to 20,000 streams on um, Stray as of Spotify so far. So if for perspective for people listening, that's in less than two months, because as of recording this, it's August 20th. And you guys just dropped that on uh, June 25th. So what's what's that been like just to see the reception of that? Um, It's actually a pretty cool feeling because for all of our, our other releases, we've kind of had to do a lot in terms of like putting a lot of money into marketing and promotions and stuff like that. And this time around, we basically said, let's try to change something up a little bit just so we could get more of a organic feel to the growth of the song. And so we were like, okay, so we cut back on that. We kind of honed in on like, you know, just kind of working with like BVTV and like, you know, just kind of looking for very good, you know coming up playlist owners and stuff like that and we kind of just honed in on that and it was crazy to see that us doing that slow and genuine move was very rewarding to say the least because we started to see avid growth in pretty much everything after that like this release was very impactful for like people finding out about us and people growing in numbers for our Facebook and Instagram. So it was kind of crazy just to see so many people kind of gravitate to us for this one release. It was just like, whoa, I think we did something right here, fellas. <laughs> Dude, hell yeah. Yeah, and, and talk to the people a little bit about um, what that's like, because especially with the theme of the show being perseverance and moving forward. Um, and I've seen other artists start to talk about this too, just the grind of you really got to be a business owner. I mean, you know, bands have been doing DIY stuff from, from jump street and there's tons of bands, not only metal, but just over the years that, that worked their way up from local, you know, punk shows to, to, you know, selling out arenas and stuff and, you know, making their own flyers and stuff. And even Van Halen back in the day, they were coming up at a time when I think, you know, disco and all that was, was the wave and nobody really cared about rock and roll. And they just banged down everybody's door and played every party and every show they could. And eventually, became the Van Halen. We all know them to be, but I think in today's day and age, man, and you guys can attest to this, just like you were talking about Nard, like you guys really got to be almost like a business manager. If you have an independent band, you know, in terms of the marketing and the playlists. Um, So can you guys just elaborate a little bit on, on what that grind is like and how you guys balance it? Because it's like, as a musician, I, I feel like, especially if you look at like maybe 20, 25 years ago before streaming, before, the internet and really even within the last 10 years, I feel like it's even become even, even more different uh, with, you know, the rise of Spotify and all these music streaming services. But what is that like having to almost be like a, a business manager as well and do all the marketing beyond just making sure the songs are awesome. It is, um, it is exactly what you said. It's like, it's pretty much, you are a small time business owner and you are taking care of all the back backs back in the in the scenes type instincts so like for i remember when we first started this off and we're getting ready to release the ep i had to like 
do a very hard research session on like marketing strategies and like profit margins and everything like that because you know we were able to at that point be able to sell merchandising and we were getting more shows after we released our ep so we basically knew that we can't just rely on the music itself for this to actually become something worth having like something that we could potentially turn into a career so we have to basically learn and apply as much as we can about the business round of it to really be able to keep up float because unfortunately in this day and age even if you have really good music you can easily be lost in the static of the people that have that one up on you that the strategy that they're using and like campaign management and promotion and all that other stuff. If they have that knowledge and you don't, you can easily get lost in the sauce basically because of it. Um, It's a crazy, it's a crazy environment. It makes, it makes you a, a all around better musician, I believe as well, because you kind of understand all aspects of everything that goes into like, doing a show, you know, promoting like, you know, a tour and things like that. So it kind of has you with a very good advantage of being able to stick out in this scene because it's a very saturated scene too. So yeah, you got to do all that you exactly. can. Yeah. It's just, it just seems outside looking in, man. And I mean, even having a podcast, there's probably, <laughs> there's probably a ton of stuff I'm not doing um, but I'm sure you guys get weird DMs too, though, right? About like, oh, here's, you know, pay us this and you can get this many followers. I literally oh, yeah. in the last year be like, we think you'd be a great member for the Illuminati. And I was like, what? Like, what at, the hell? <laughs> I literally had a guy that started fo- and like, I'm cool. So I'll follow people back. And I followed this dude back. This is probably within like the last. Yeah, I'd say within like the last 10 months. Because um, when I when I first got on Instagram, it was only a little over two years ago. So I started out with like yeah. no followers, no nothing. And uh, yeah, this dude got in my DMs and was just like, you know, it was it was kind of creepy. It was like the beginning <laughs> of a horror movie. It was something. It was something to the lines of I should have taken a screenshot of the message, but it was like, uh, you know, we've been watching you and we really think you'd be like a good fit. Are you interested in joining the Illuminati? <laughs> And I didn't, oh, and then I I didn't even respond, you know, cause like I'm, I consider myself friendly and I, and, and I almost thought about being like, Oh no, thanks. And I'm like, why am I going to say thanks to this weirdo? <laughs> so I just, <laughs> I like, no, thank you. Load, but yeah, I mean, so I, I'm sure you guys get a lot of that too, right? Like as a, as a growing band where, or I'll even do hashtags and posts just to try to bring in people organically and you get a lot of that promoted stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that's probably just a bot, you know? Yeah, so there's been so many DMs that hit us up about like, like, oh yeah, if you give us like two hundred dollars, we can get you like five, like fifty thousand new followers, and like, oh, we'll get you on this playlist that has over a million streams a day. And I'm like, and then you have the random, hey, I have an OnlyFans. Do you want to sub to it? Oh my god! And you're like, what? No, thank you. I don't want that. Thank you, but uh, I'll pass. Yeah, it it my, our DMs get kind of weird. I'm not gonna lie. And then we get actual fans that are trying to like say what's up to us. So we have to make sure we don't get, overlook them because we're just oh, trying Lord. to like 
get rid of the bots and stuff. But yeah, it's it's a fun time and like IG DMs and Facebook DMs. It's very fun. I try to I try to follow people that I feel like will be into the content that I'm making. Um, I actually watched a, a couple of videos of uh, Adam from Dropout Kings, who I, obviously I know you guys know, and he's great with all the marketing stuff. I mean, he's like, yeah, that stuff. I probably should connect with him, but I'm always like, I'm I'm one of these people that I'm like, I, I never ask anybody for, for help, which I know isn't good. But um, but I watched a couple of videos from him that he did a few, I think it was a couple of years ago, even just about organically how to try to find people who might like your stuff. Um, so I try to look for people who like bands that, you know, um, I've had on my show, the kind of music I have on my show, which I try to have everything from like headbanging to twanging, like heavy metal to country. I've got a couple of hip hop artists that are going to be coming out in uh, late August early September as we do this. Cause I'm interested in a lot of different music, but, uh, but yeah, it's just weird how I feel like uh independent artist. You're, you're almost, you pretty much are like a business manager, marketing manager, social media manager. And uh, I just wonder how that, that balances with the music. So you don't burn yourselves out. You know what I mean? Um, it really is that, you know, when we all started this, we kind of made an agreement of like, who would take care of what so we could try to split up the workload of like, you know, yeah. so it's not just relying on one person doing it. So, you know, like I take care of our social media. So, you know, any of our posts or promotionary stuff that we um, do for our social media, I handle. And, you know, for the, like, you know, the show and promotions and stuff like that, usually that kind of is in a culmination of Zach and Thomas and, you know, sometimes I may get a, a word of a show or something like that. So I'll put my hat in there as well. But, you know, we kind of make it so it's not relying on either one or two people holding all the weight of carrying everything. Um, yeah. You know, even in music, um, like in our writing and stuff like that, you know, we I would have to attest that a good amount of the writing that was on the EP, you know, separate to like, you know, the drums and like my additions on bass um, was written by our guitarist Thomas and with a little bit of help from our producer, Jeremy Anderson. And they knocked that thing out of the park, but we know that, you know, we can't be relying on just Thomas to keep shelling out music or keep showing up with bones and demos. So we have all kind of tried our best to like, you know, incorporate more hands into that pot. So it's not just so it's all on one dude. Um, it's really all about that. It's just trying to split up things as a team so that we don't all together get burnt out at the same time. And like, that's pretty much just been our strategy of things. If someone else can't do something or handle something, somebody else steps in. And it's yeah. pretty much how we go about with almost everything. Yeah. And, and, and talk to me about, uh, stray, you know, cause I, like I said, I really feel like it's, it's you guys, but it's definitely an extension of, of Ash and echoes. Um, and I feel like you guys almost took things to another level with that, both with the, the music video, the sound itself, obviously putting dropout Kings on there. I mean, Zach lyrically, where, where were you guys coming from on this one? Because it's definitely a, a heavy hitting song and, um, 
I don't know. I, I just kind of like, uh, you know, even if you guys didn't have a spacey music video, I just feel like it kind of had that yeah. sort of vibe, even if you just listened to it. Uh, so, yeah, basically the the theme that we agreed on, um, and Nard, you can help me answer this too. Um, okay. Nard, wrote, Nard did write some too, um, lyrics. But uh, I think the, the first theme we came up was, it was kind of like a space theme. Um, but also like when I, when I wrote or when I write or when I wrote stuff to it, I kind of, I kind of did think of like space vibes and stuff, but also like just a general feeling of, uh, feeling lost in general. So like you could look at it, um, in like an outer space, like, uh, kind of look to it, but also like, um, also relatable elements too. Of it, it might sound generic, but yeah, like relatable elements of like feeling lost and so i just kind of branched out from the theme of space and feeling lost and then and then from there i just like thought of stuff so um that's kind of a simple answer but that's basically like what uh how it like kind of branched out you know thinking of space thinking of feeling lost in different ways and not like in different things like that um but yeah, that's basically like we'll start off with like a theme, what we want to write about. Um, and then like, we'll, I guess, branch off from there. And, you know, so I guess that's a I guess that's the best uh, answer, actually. Tip. What about you, Nard? Um, well, yeah. So basically, when it comes to us actually now having our instrumentals tracked and everything as comes time for us to put lyrics on and we start writing that we start actually that writing process even beforehand and we kind of just for this i just remember one day we had the instrumentals laid out we sat we liked that space feel i think uh thomas had the idea of the demo for it to sound like something from like a doom soundtrack so yeah, yeah, it sat when we heard it. It was like that sounds really like some like doom, like rip and tear type stuff. So I was like, okay. And then I don't remember who, but we someone thought of the theme of like a concept of a astronaut um, floating in space, basically waiting to die. And for some reason, that kind of stuck with us, and it even bled through, of course, through our music video for it, and. Really, I think all three of us that had writing abilities into it. So, like me, um, Nard. I mean, wow, me, my, <laughs> me, Zach, and Josh. And you know, I think all of us had different perspectives of what that concept could entail, and we kind of had our own different vibes that just meshed very well. So, like you know, Josh's perspective is you know kind of like that like a futility of, you know, self, you know, that aspect of that at any moment, you know, you're just kind of waiting to, you know, cease living and cease existing. And, you know, that you have to take appreciation of the things that you do as you're in it now and now in the moment. And um, for me, you know, I only had a very, I had a very small, but yet impactful part of my, of, of from that track. And, um, it was really just a acceptance of that futility. Um, basically, kind of like, you know, 
not even in the ways of like you know you're terrified of and then you just accept it but kind of like going into life knowing that this life is not forever this life will end and you know that light or that void or however you view it once you're on the other side is there is there and you just have to embrace that you're walking toward it and you just have to accept that as not as a scary thing but as it is the way life is um and i think pretty much as we talked about it a lot with like writing lyrics and meshing everything together it kind of i noticed like all three of us had three different separate perspectives but they all fit the same concept and that's like kind of a cool thing when we write lyrics is that we kind of all can just put a concept in the in the hat and then we can have multiple different perspectives just coming off of three of us <laughs> yeah true though i really enjoyed the way it came together and yeah nard you bring you bring those death growls at the end of it man um that's some that's some interdimensional stuff just the way you i, I don't even know how you get to that that level man that w- what you got with that guttural you know you you and zach man like i, I feel like you guys can can uh really go with the best of them in terms of your genre and i and i really mean that and uh and i and i love the balance with josh too and i remember talking with you guys the first time last year about how there's so many layers lyrically you know even with him um and 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 you zach and how you guys write and what you what you bring to the table but but i think it's cool that you guys explore those topics you know like you said zach about feeling lost and i mean obviously the yeah the world seems like we're we're living in an, uh, an alternate universe a, a lot within the last couple of years, you know. So I think to me, yeah. explore that musically, especially with heavy music, man. It's always been a, a form of therapy for me ever since I was a kid, man. Like I, I still remember like headbanging in the living room to the Corns "Somebody Someone" video when I was in like oh, grade. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. still love that stuff. You know what I mean? So it's it's cool to see you guys. I feel like. And a lot of these bands today really kind of taking elements of of all of those things that we grew up with and really, really turn it into something new. And, and the musicianship is phenomenal. There's some serious, uh, you know, genty vibes on this one for sure um, that that I feel like uh, you guys are doing as well. But uh, I loved it, man. No, I really appreciate that, dude. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for the compliments to myself, I mean... All I do is just whenever I'm driving or I'm on my way to work, I just scream like a banshee and practice my stuff. <laughs> and that's just what oh, I yeah. do. <laughs> I, you know, like, and then you got to understand that after, like, you know, the terrible Will Ramos comes into picture, like, you just kind of have this mark where it's like, oh, I want to go lower now. <laughs> like, I want to try to hit as base as i can i want to hit the mantle i want to hit magma like because that i'm not gonna lie because i had that in mind as we were tracking that part and i was just like "Ooh, i want to i want to do that that's what i want to do and so that's pretty much all i can say is inspiration and practice oh and proper technique as well for anybody who is trying to do it themselves or trying to learn themselves and at what point uh Zach and Nard, did you guys decide um, that Dropout Kings would be a good fit for it? Like, obviously, they've they've done some really cool features. Uh, I love the stuff they've done with um, the site of Impact, uh, Bury the Darkness, who's who's coming up out of Arizona as well. I love those dudes. But 
you know, at what point when you guys are making this, did you, did you feel like, okay, it would be cool to see if we could get the, you know, a feature on this and, and in particular, get, get the dudes and dropout Kings to do it. Okay. So I was, I feel like I'm hogging the questions and I'm so sorry, but it's like, I, I have the funny like the thing most... is I don't, I don't actually remember how, okay. This, I think it was almost like, so this winter coming up, it'll be almost two years where, we, I guess, planned the when the Doomstonks, the or the um, I'm stupid, that that was the demo title. When the Strays uh, st- uh, song started to uh, get in the work, so it was, and then we decided on the to get Dropout Kings, but I don't really, I honestly don't remember like how Nar, do you remember like how it started? I, I feel like yes. Thomas, like, I don't remember, you, you tell him because yes. I. I, I was very I was very much in the room when that decision was um decided. So I uh I we've been actually working with um Adam um of Dropout Kings as um our um promotion um agent and stuff like that. So he's been actually doing our marketing and helping us with that and pretty much we've been doing that with him for about two years now. And I believe there is a it was just like a situation while we were getting set up that um basically we got hit with a situation with our playlist. We got set on a playlist oh. on Spotify that turned out to not be 100% genuine, which then led us into having a little bit of um, some hiccups with one of our releases. And I believe that was Jakuna. We had a hiccup with one of our releases because it was on a not genuine playlist getting fake numbers and we didn't know this so we were like we were like kind of freaking out because we were trying to make sure that it got resolved um adam did everything he could because he had no knowledge of it so he's like trying to help us out and then like that's when we started to actually get a little bit more of a closer contact with him and talking to him more okay and then he was just like well you know what like i think let me let's like you know let's try to do something together because you know like with all this that was going on with our problems with our streams with that with um jacuna and stuff like that and him like you know pretty much like not knowing that was happening he was like you know what let me help you guys out and like let me let's go on a track together and you know kind of like make up for that kind of like as a just looking out for the homies type situation and after that it was just kind of like, all right, we're, we have Dropout Kings on the track. <laughs> and we just basically, everything was pretty much written out. So we just kind of made their spaces for them and they just wrote everything off cuff. Apparently, uh, if I'm remembering this right, Adam told us that like basically like this was his favorite feature so far of him working with like other bands. Like his feature was his like top of all features he's done. Wow, I forgot. I don't remember. That's cool shit to hear. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's some pretty high praise, man. And like I said, I I loved uh, what they did with the side of impact and what they did with uh, bury the darkness. And I'm I'm really excited for those bands, just like I am for you guys as well. And and I just the way this song starts, you know, it kind of has like that slow build real quick, and then it just it gets right into it. Like, oh yeah, the tempo just kicks off like right away. Um, and yeah, him and uh, Black Cat Bill, man, I just, I feel like, um, 
they're they're making a lot of noise right now, but I feel like in a few more years there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot more people who who know about them and you guys, and I really I really mean that. So manifesting it, but uh, but that's cool. You oh, know, yeah. that's what's been cool about doing this show too is just being able to connect with with people like you guys who are taking pride in your work and uh, really making the music that you love to make. And I think that's what's cool too about what you guys do is like when I listen when I listen to uh, listen. What am I saying? When I, uh, when I listen to like Ash and echoes, man, like um, obviously there's, there's influences, but I feel like you guys are really making the music that you like to make. It doesn't sound like you're trying to imitate anybody or bite off of anybody's stuff. That's so good to hear because uh, I don't want to cut you off. Sorry. No, you're good. I rant a lot, man. So go ahead. I was going to say, uh, it's so good to hear because uh, it's like, it's like, yeah, like for instance, like, of course I have like, my influences are vocally and are things that have motivated me or influenced me to probably get to where I am. Right. But I do like that. Um, we are like, we're all putting, we all have a lot in common and we're all putting like our passions together to make this, you know, this band. And yeah, it, I don't, you're right though. I don't, I don't think we're like trying to copy anything, which is, it's really good that you like, when you said that it's, it's really cool that people can, can actually tell that like, we're not, we're not trying to sound like this band or that band. We're really, we're really just trying to do what we can best and, and just be a band because it, it is really rare to find people like this band is in my opinion, like it's kind of a blessing to find people that uh, you have shit in common with and that, you have the same goals with and you can make you know songs you can make music that you want it's just like it's so hard to find you know as a band member like just finding a band can be so hard to start and find a band so it's really it's really cool um yeah i'm kind of ranting sorry <laughs> he's he's low-key fangirling on himself basically no no <laughs> no <laughs> No, but no. no, I agree with I agree with them. Like honestly, I feel like the majority of like I think all of us are just like rather than trying to like copy or bite off of other people's sound, we're scared that we're gonna like people are gonna think that because it's just like it's not that we're trying to copy anyone. It's like we want to play music that we vibe with that we can play on our way to doing whatever like any other song. And, you know, we have our influence is like, you know, you said, Mike, that, you know, every song that we put it out that we we have at least two or three different influences in it. And so, you know, because of that, you know, sometimes we're like in our heads like, oh, man, like this sounds kind of hardcore, but I don't want to think people like think we bit off of Knocked Loose. And it's like, no, it's OK, dude. It's like we sometimes have to like hone ourselves back in and be like, it's all right. It sounds nothing like X, Y, and Z. It's like, just because, you know, we have our inspirations from different musicians. A lot of people try to take that and say that we're trying to mimic them, or at least that's what the culture's like nowadays. It's like, you know, especially in metalcore, you can't really say that you're biting off another band because you know, that band is just inspired by the same 15, 20 other bands that have been around over the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. So it's like, you know, 
I, it, we we sometimes get more afraid of being perceived as that, even though we try to like never ever just mimic some people's a person's sound. Like no, like we want to put our own touch on anything that we write because it's ours. You know, like yeah, there's no there's yeah. no fun in copying somebody else. You're just a cover band at that point. <laughs> Have you yeah. heard that? Have you heard like oh you guys? I mean, well, and and sometimes I feel like it's um, I feel like it's human nature too. The way people just the way people are like um they 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 want to have something to compare it to not necessarily i think i at least the way i interpret it sometimes i i feel like that's how people understand things they compare it to something else you know they'll look at it yeah oh that reminds me of this or oh i you know what i mean i think it's i think sometimes it's more of just how people's brains work where if they have something to compare it to they can kind of understand it more you know um yeah and maybe yeah. it's not maybe it's not necessarily like oh you're biting off of this but they just yeah. go, oh, that might remind me of that but i mean have you guys heard like uh, any any of the the haterade if you will or is or have you gotten pretty uh, feedback no no like, we, yeah. haven't, we haven't had any hateration i think we've all been accepted very well that, this is more on the aspect of the things that i've seen amongst like i think the last couple of years it's like sometimes like the culture is becoming like, you know, very either I'm going to copy what this other band is doing for word and yeah. then just kind of like going with that. And then, or other people are just saying that they're just copying another band because they are just trying to be clout chasers and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I, the biggest one that I remember was, um, wage wars. Um, when was it, um, low, their single low, on their um, pressure album, I believe. And like uh, everybody was just saying like they bit off of uh, architects for their um, intro riff. And I'm just like, I don't know about that. It, you know, it sounds architects like X, like, you know, I can't say the word architects esque. There we go. Esk. Oh yeah. yeah that, that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> you know, it's, it has that vibe and it has that sound, but because, I mean, Architects is a very, they have a very distinct sound. They have a very distinct riff, like riffs that they create. So it's kind of like, you can't say that they're copying Architects when it's like, if they're just giving you a similar feel, it's like, well, it's so distinct and it's so unique. So of course it's going to kind of sound similar, but you can't say that it's a bite off of it or it's you're copying somebody. It's like, no. It it's a very that's a gray area that I feel like is sometimes a little bit yeah annoying to see at times in the culture basically yeah like so in my opinion I feel like so it's 2022 it's like how it's like how original can you really get like yeah you you want to try to but it's like I think as long as you just want to make the music you want to make and be honest and and have fun it's like. Yeah, I, I don't think it, I don't think it's worth worrying about, like, because at the end of the day, like all the genres or subgenres of metal, they're all going to be somewhat connected, or, you know, and similar to some degree. So I just feel like if you just try to make good songs and be honest about it um, and, you know, obviously try not to copy others like it's just like 
just just fucking have fun and, and make good music like as long as if you just focus on that like i feel like it's like screw it like if somebody does think you're copying it's like oh whatever like you know you can, how original can you get in this day and age anyway but like i said if you just try to make good songs and i try to be original but just try to make good songs and uh be honest with your craft or whatever like as long as you as long as you think about that, like it's like screw it, you know, screw it, screw uh, the negativity. So that's that's what I think, you know. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's twenty twenty two. I mean, it's not going to be like, oh snap, this dude's coming out here with an oboe and he's doing deathcore vocals over it. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's not. Yeah, like you can't. How far outside of the box can you really go? Everybody's influenced by somebody. That's what yeah. makes you did great. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with try of course you want to try to be good and original and yeah do that but like when you when you start stressing or like comparing basically like if you constantly not even just in music but we're obviously talking about music but it's just i don't think it's healthy to constantly compare yourself whether it doesn't matter what instrument or, or if you're a vocalist or instrument but yeah i don't think it's healthy to just constantly compare yourself Oh, as a band or an individual, whatever instrument you play, like if you just like do it because it, you know, because of the passion and you just want to make good songs like that. To me, it's like as long as you focus on that, it's like, you know, it'll save a lot of stress, in my opinion. Yeah. And there's always failure in comparison, right? Like you said, whether it's music or just, you know, comparing yourself to another person in their life. And I think people do yeah. a lot like, oh, this person's at this place or this person's at this place. Like at the end of the day, we we never truly know what goes on behind closed doors with anybody. So you shouldn't compare yourself to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love what you guys are doing, man. And and really, I think what's cool over the last uh, the last year plus that we've talked to, because we talked, I think, was it? Was it like March of, I think it was March of 2021. And then the episode came out in May oh. last year with you guys. So it's, it's, yeah. it's a year and a half, which is crazy. But you guys have gotten to do a lot of cool live shows. And that was one thing I wanted to ask you guys about, you know, from the aforementioned Dropout Kings to you guys just played literally like a couple of weeks ago with uh, Prison, Vilified. Uh, and then you've gotten to, to play some shows with, with bands like While She Sleeps and Gideon and Born of Osiris. Uh, the dudes in Saving Vice are awesome. They've been on here. Uh, what's it been like to take your sound and actually take it to the live stage, especially after lockdown and COVID and basically having to be hermits like we were for so long? I mean, what what was that like just to get out there and have that catharsis in front of people? Oh, man, that that was that was an interesting experience, honestly. Even while we were in lockdown, we were still working on stuff. We were still, you know, getting the EP ready, getting everything ready, and also practicing. And so, like, we wanted to make sure when we were able to actually step foot on stage with, like, all this behind us, like, we weren't going to just give them no, like, you know, we weren't going to half-ass this. We are going to go whole meaty ass. Like, we're going to go <laughs> full on. And so, like, you know, for for me... I, I think me and Zach and pretty much the majority of us, all of us that were um, in the band at the time, like we all were playing shows in different areas or different avenues of basically like having that experience. So, you know, we've all been in bands before. We've all had shows, you know, at least a good couple dozen worth of shows under our belts. 
doing other projects before we came together. So it's like, we didn't even think about like, oh, we have to practice and all that. Like, no, we're, we're already tuned in. We already got the chemistry and everything. So we just hit everything running. And it was just a really cool, though. It was a really cool feeling that we got pretty much a almost instantaneous, like, acceptance in our scene and everything once we actually started playing shows. Like, it was, I don't think we've ever had, like, a moment where no one, like, actually enjoyed us and we actually gained, like, followers and fans because of the shows that we play like each show we at least get like at least a couple fans and that is always like super awesome to get like to have that like it makes me very proud and very happy that we as a band live can grab at least a handful of people each time we play a show and exactly it's it's just always been wild i mean hell we didn't even think we would be able to be um play richmond because you know the way our scenes are we're kind of like split into kind of two factions so you know richmond's kind of like the northern tribe and we're like the southern tribe and so (laughs) so like we basically for like the northern area like in richmond to really kind of like bring people from down where we are in the hampton roads area in the virginia beach area like it takes a little bit of noticing a little bit of like something you're doing something right for them to be like, you know what promoters will be like, Hey, we have a show. You want to get on it. And it was a very cool moment because we're homies with, um, I think a good amount of people in vilified and actually as a whole, cause we just vibe with their music. And so they were doing their headlining show. So they were like, Hey, you guys want to come up and we'll do the show. And we were like, Oh, hell yes. Thank you. So it was a very awesome moment because it was just like us just making making homies, creating connections and stuff like that kind of, I would say, at, like expedited us being noticed in the Richmond scene. So that kind of makes us now have a bridge for us to now like, you know, grow and further and yeah. further out. So it, it's been an awesome moment playing live shows. It's really kind of cool to see people like kind of be like inspired and like actually motivated to like even like get into playing music i've been told that you know i made somebody want to start getting into playing bass again and stuff like that and you know that you know i i've heard we've had uh one a couple of friends come to me and personally talk to me and like one of them were native they they live in germany and she was like, I'm here to visit my friend here and I'm going to go to Germany in a little bit and I'm going to show everyone that I know your shit. And I was just like, that's dope. That's amazing. <laughs> I kind of got giddy and I kind of felt like, like I wanted to like pout and be like, oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> like, it's just like such a rewarding feeling True. that we are doing so well and not just our writing but also on our live performances because that is apparently like what people strive to see from us is our live shows so it it it's a it's a cool feeling to sum up everything it's awesome there you go yeah it's it's cool there <laughs> yeah it's also with the whole like covid era like i, I was honestly like 
in a, in a, I don't want to say a dark place, but it, there was a time where it was very, uh, very depressing and stressful where, you know, we're spending, uh, we're spending at least a year, almost two years, uh, starting over and writing the song, these news, the EP songs. Right. So like we spent a lot of time writing and then it's like, we're like, well, crap. It, it, it was like, we're spending all this time starting over and rewriting. And then it's like, Oh wait, Oh, are we ever going to play? Like there was a time where I'm like, what if we're not going to be able to play a, sh- a show ever? And it was just, it was om- almost kind of like in a dark place. Like, you know, we're finally starting over writing, writing these new songs. We can't wait to play, play these. And then, Oh, like, you know, the COVID stuff. And then it's like, it was really like, yeah, what if we, what if we're not going to be able to play ever? Like, that, that that was just really shitty that felt like that was just so like that was just so depressing to think that think of that like in the middle of it but it also was like during the whole time and even a tad before you know 2019 rewriting and everything like we did we did have a lot of, we did spend a lot of time taking our time and and making a you know at least you know we think like a good product like we spent, we did spend a lot of good time, uh, taking, um, just taking our time on the EP and that helps. Like when we play live shows, we have, you know, very thought out songs that we have now to play. So it was like a weird blessing to have too. Like we had a lot of time, uh, to spend writing on, on our, you know, our, our the stuff we have now. Um, and yeah, first, I think we first played, um, the first time playing like our set now that we have or like, the EP, I want to say it was June of last year. Wasn't it Nard? Uh, it was, I want to say it was June when June. we finally got to play. Well, our first show, like our first show, like ever, uh, as oh, no, like, uh, oh, oh yeah. Or, um, yeah, I meant like after with our, with our, yeah, that's been, that was around, August, After, September okay. of 2021, I think, 2021, 20, okay. I can't remember, but I do remember it was an August, September time frame, and it was at Riff House, that's, that's all I can really remember nice. about it. Um, yeah, but, it, yeah, it felt really good to be like, finally, like, we we had this EP, and we are playing, we got to play it, finally, and, but yeah, there was a very, like, oh god, what if what if we don't get to play show ever? And then, so yeah, it felt really good playing the first, the first show with these new songs last summer, whenever it was. Um, so yeah, it's like, and at the end of the day, all the work and, you know, at least for me, um, it's like all the time and all the work is totally worth playing live shows. Like it's all of it comes down to, I think, you know, all the time and work comes down to like the payoff is like, just playing the playing the live show you know as a band playing your songs and and then just like Bernard was saying too like just meeting ran, like random fans and and meeting other bands and just connecting like it's all it was all it's all worth that you know what i mean for sure for you guys too with with the different personalities you have in the band and obviously having two singers two guitarists like you know, like you said, you guys have been in other bands. What was it like coming up with the the set list? You know, and not even and not even obvious. You know, Nard obviously you're singing as well. So really, it's like three singers. You guys kind of almost sound yeah. like 
a seven dusty thing going on where almost just about everybody's getting on the, on the mic and doing their thing vocally. But what's it like trying to balance the set list? Obviously Josh does the cleans, Zach, you and you and NAR do the heavier stuff. Like, yeah. How, how do you guys do that? Do you, do you play the EP front to back and then play other singles or do you kind of try to hit them with something heavy to, to start off the show? Like something like a Blackwater, like, cause I was thinking about that. Cause I'm always like, usually the shows I go to bands will hit, you know, especially heavy music bands will hit somebody with like the, you know, something heavier out the gate to get the, get the vibe going and then kind of slow it down to mid tempo, maybe mid set. So what was that like actually coming up with the set list as you were doing these shows? So for creating the set list, um, prior to Stray, we just said we were just going to do the EP pretty much like front to back. I think we did like a little bit of a change up with like, you know, the how the set goes in terms of the EP. Like I think we just swapped Jakuna and Blackwater just because of just a feel. And then we added in like a, a couple interludes and stuff like that just to break it up so it doesn't just seem like we're just playing the entire EP from front to back, but there's actually a little bit of like, you know, some showmanship with it, a little something for us to actually like incorporate, you know, crowd engagement and stuff. Um, recently, we are pretty much like with Stray incorporate in our set list, we're pretty much kind of going the same path with like starting with like, you know, Ashes and Echoes um, and like that, Ashes and Echoes, Sundown, Ashinico, Sundown Syndrome, Molokai, stuff like that. And then we kind of, for tuning's sake, we had to incorporate Stray, I think. We incorporated Stray, and then we also down-tuned a half step. We, like, we went down a half step on um, Jakuna. So if you ever are in town, Mike, and you, wa- you like watch us for the first time, um, Jakuna is going to hit a lot harder because it's <laughs> half a step down. <laughs> and so that was just to then accommodate like, um, Josh and his, um, range for live shows just so he's not overworking himself. And so with that, we kind of have it where it's like a little bit of like a softer start. And then we just kind of slowly plummet you down. Um, <laughs> Uh, for these next songs that we actually have in the barrel right now, we're actually trying to finish them up. They are probably uh, two out of the three are probably the heaviest songs that we've written so far. And actually a little bit more. And they also have a little bit more technicality with them as well. So at least moving forward, once those songs are you know finished up and um, polished for shows, um, the set list is gonna the set list is gonna change probably to what we're most comfortable with or we're most expecting, which is we just kind of hit you in the chest first first song because <laughs> we'll then have a little bit more in our under our belt that's um a little bit True. heavier because you know we did want to have things that were after we were looking at like how our set lists were um worked as of right now like before we made our little tweaks. We did have a lot of uh, conversation about like, you know, you know, we are losing people when we start playing this song. Like, let's try to take out Molokai because I feel like people aren't really like getting as into it as they should. And, you know, we're starting to figure out that we need to incorporate more of our heavier tracks as we turn them out into the set list because I feel like it's not even 
even on anything on us. It's just that we know that the people in the crowd will have a lot more fun and they'll have a little bit more of like a fire on their ass just to get going. Mm-hmm. And, True. and, you know, I, I, I agree with that. And because, you know, the worst thing ever is like, you know, unless you're in like a indie rock band or something like that, I want to kind of get an 808 to the chest to make sure I'm still alive <laughs> before you guys start your set, just so I know that this is going to be good. And, you know, and we, we really started thinking about that because, you know, we never think of playing shows as just us playing shows just to do it. And then that's it. You know, we really do care about what's going to be fun for a viewer. What's going to be fun for someone who's maybe never have gone to a metal show before in their life. Mm-hmm. And what will be the thing that would actually make their brains implode and <laughs> want to keep riding the dragon of alternative music. Like that's the thing. That's how I think. Cause that's how it was for me. It's like, you know, my very first like really actual like metal show was Warp Tour back in like 2015 or something like that. And so like I remember going to see like the most impactful one was Armus Burns Red. I think it was like the first one that I saw that oh my God, day. I love them and, so like, much. That the like Dustin hit his hit his low his low E and like an 808 was behind it and my entire chest shook and I felt it. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> what's about to happen here? But I'm going to find yeah. out right now. And, like, I know, like, from that perspective that it is such a mind-blowing and inspiring feeling. So, like, we tried to, for, with our best abilities and our best resources, like, try to, you know, do what we can to basically have somebody experience that. And... You know, I I at least do that at least for like shows and stuff like that. Like you know, I've seen so many jokes about bassists um being like boring and just not doing anything on stage, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's not me. We're not doing that game. <laughs> so like, I want because like I want to like I I am very firm to say that I'm a natural entertainer. So like you know, especially when I'm playing music, like it just goes tenfold. So when it goes on stage, it's not just me doing it just because I like it. It's because, you know, these guys, these people in this crowd paid money and they're here on their Saturdays or their Fridays or Wednesdays just trying to have fun. And you know what? I'm going to give it to them. You know, it's like, because that's the, that's the job that we're signing up for. <laughs> True. What's, what's the song? Um... <laughs> What's the song during the set as you guys are playing these shows where you feel like, cause, cause I've I, like, I've I always tell my buddies, like when we go to shows back in the day, I'm like, yo, I want to get there early. I'm not one of these people who are like, I'm only here for the headliner. Cause I've discovered like so many cool bands and, and bands that have blown up um, over the last 10 plus years that I saw open for people. Like I still remember seeing disturbed in 2008. Um, Oh wow! On the indestructible cycle album cycle, and before they played their theater shows, they wanted to play club shows just to get that feel back before they played larger shows. And actually, I think '08 was the first year of Mayhem Fest, which is now gone. And yeah. that Mayhem Fest, I didn't get a chance to go to with those guys that year, but that was Slipknot, I think, with um, All Hope Is Gone. I think Mastodon was on that. 
it was a crazy lineup. Disturbed, Lord. but um, that club run, Disturbed took out Five Finger Death Punch, um, and and to see those bands in like a sweaty, hot, it was like a May, it was a May show in Cincinnati, Ohio, at Bogarts. Um, it was gr- like the floor was wet. I don't know if they had like a like a, a a plumbing problem, but I remember the bathroom was like downstairs and the floor was wet. Like it was grimy, and, and to be in the like that was the birth of earplugs for me, and that was also the birth of if I'm gonna be in the pit, I need to be close to the wall because I just can't hang with these young pups anymore, man. Like, <laughs> like I like, it was crazy, but I mean. But but the way the way that I saw Ivan Moody crowd control, and I know they've gotten some level of hatred, and I don't really understand it. I mean, if it's not, I've always been the type of dude where it's like, hey, if it's not your cup of tea, that doesn't mean you have to crap on it. Like you can just change the channel or change the station. Yeah, exactly. Something else, you know. But I I do think one thing where Death Punch definitely mm-hmm. deserves the roses, and I am a fan of them, is they've put a lot of people on mm-hmm. from Fire from the Gods to um nothing more and like i you know and i think fire from the gods is on their same label but i mean over the years they've they've you know bad wolves um they they've they've really put other bands on i digress but but what's that like when you're an opening band to um to to win the crowd over because that does take a skill and i and i just remember in 08 seeing that with like death punch where it was like people were kind of talking before the show like who are these guys and I think the bleeding was on the radio and that was like one of their softer ballady type songs. I just remember Ivan Moody's crowd control was absolutely insane in that little club and fast forward, you know, 14 years later and they're like playing arenas and stuff. But anyway, that's a long way of saying I, I always enjoy seeing opening bands. So is there a song or a moment during the set where you guys are playing these shows over these last, this last year plus since last time that I talked to you that, you go, oh, this is one where people, I start to notice people are moving a little bit different on this one. Uh, Yeah, oh, so you can kind of see that. <laughs> you can kind of see each stage of each song because um, I kind of pay attention to that if I can see through sweat. Like if I can see through my sweat, I can kind I usually check on the crowd to see how they are. So like, I know for like at the beginning, so like Ashes and Ash and Echoes, you know, they're kind of getting the vibe. They're kind of like nodding their heads. You know, there's still a good amount of space between us and the crowd because no one's gone forward just yet. But then, you know, as the song progresses, then we get to Sundown Syndrome. We know that shit gets a little hardcore. So then we start <laughs> to slowly see more people as the first riff. Like I can, I remember it's like you could put it to a clock. Like yeah, people start to awesome. slowly get closer to the front <laughs> and then the sundown syndrome, then you start seeing a little bit of movement, look a little bit of like, you know, throw down and stuff like that. And then we get to Molokai and that's when it usually plateaus a little bit. Molokai kind of like, it's a little bit more of our melodic, more, you could say it's he- it's got its heavier elements, but you can tell that it's got a little bit more of like it's a melodic pop type feel to it. So you know, it's not a lot I of do people. Freaking, I love that song though. Like, yeah, I love it. like everyone, like everyone on the uh, like in the band loves Malachi. So it kind of sucks that like usually that's like our our low key miss in the set list. But um, 
After that, then we went him back over with um, let's see, Chikuna. You know, we get we get we give oh, him the yeah. heavy. We give him the heavy. So everyone, I usually see the hair bobbing. I usually see somebody in the pit. I usually see uh, some good movement from Jakuna. And then yeah. for Stray, Stray can be sometimes 50-50. Um, you know, some people vibe with it because it has a little bit of like a new metal vibe to it. And so yeah. some people just want to be super edgy and super cool and say they don't want to fuck with it because it's not real metal or something like that. And I get it. <laughs> and like, you know, it's okay. I'll hug you if your dad didn't. It's okay. Um, but it's <laughs> and then Blackwater is kind of like our finisher. It's usually where everyone vibes with it. Everyone's having fun. And that's when we see the most movement, especially by the end, because that's when we kind of do like a little crescendo breakdown type deal. And it's it's kind of like a decent roller coaster. It's, you know, I wouldn't say it's like a, a huge one, but it has, a, you know, it's not the best yeah. roller coaster, but it's a fun one, you know, because, you know, our set list is just set up how it is right now, but now we've got more music coming out soon that it's going to probably be able to elevate it to better standards so that we could have everyone enjoy each song. At least as many people that want to True. enjoy it. You know, so. For sure. What about you, Zach? I mean, what's what's one of the fun ones that you like to play live um, over the last year that you guys have been doing these shows for people? Is there is there oh, one that sticks Lord. out that you really enjoy? I know asking um, you to pick your favorite song is probably like asking a parent to pick their favorite child, but they all have them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you love them all. Let me think. Ah, there's, it's weird because there's elements of like, there's certain parts, there's certain parts of Josh's parts that I like a lot. And then there's certain parts that, that of um, my parts that when I'm screaming that I like more. So it's also like, there's certain parts of like my there's certain parts of me that I like more than other parts or or vice versa like certain courses I like Josh that I like just I like even if it's Josh doing a part like there's certain courses or um whatever clean parts that I vibe with a lot too and and, and while I'm just jamming when it when it's not my part or whatever so I feel like it's such a such a hard freaking question yeah it's a hard question to answer um I guess the reason I like Molokai a lot though is like I do like the very melodic chorus. It has a very awesome melodic uh bridge and like some of I love like some of my favorite like screams at least in my opinion that I've done are in uh Molokai. But also like Blackwater, of course, is hype and fun as hell to play. And then even Jakuna has some of my favorite uh parts that I've written. So I don't know. It's uh, I'm like rambling. It's a hard. It's a hard question to answer. I I could say mine is sundown syndrome. My that's I can say hands down. That's probably like the most fun one for me to play at least live oh, yeah. because it it's one that I know that everyone like we all we all love each of our we love all of our children, but that one is kind <laughs> of like you know that one's really a little more special than everyone else. Um, <laughs> one that's turning in the report card consistently with good grades. You don't have to worry about yeah. doing their homework. It just delivers. It delivers consistently. 
Exactly. Like they're going to be able, they might get their own car. No one else is when they get legal. Like that's, that's the thing. And that's how it's going to be. But because I like it just because of instrumentally, it's a little bit more, it's a little complex. So it's really fun because, you know, everyone loves to feel like they're like the Weedle King. So, you know, I'm able to do that with, you know, John, uh, with um, Alex and Thomas. So it's kind of fun to do that. And then, you know, I have my own verse for it. So it kind of makes me feel like happy about that. Because usually because of how it is in our set list, that's the first time people usually see me go on the mic. And no one expects me to go on the mic, even though they see me setting up the mic. And I sound check with the mic. They still don't. Um, they don't understand that I'm going to be using that mic at one point. So they kind of just get baffled, and it's just like I get the little like big old agape mouth wide open, like oh my god! It is just like it just makes me giggle and it makes me laugh because it's just like got you, got you. You guys didn't know this was going to happen. And so it's a fun little ride for me personally, basically. So that's oh, why yeah. Sundown Syndrome is my favorite. <laughs> well, before oh, yeah. we wrap it up, Nard and Zach, thank you again so much for taking the time to do this. Uh, there's just a couple things I want to touch on before I get you out of here. Okay. The first is um, what can you talk about? This will be out mid-September. What can you tell the people without spoiling anything as far as the plans for the rest of 2022 as far as what you guys have on deck? Um, let's see. So as we talk, as I brushed, brushed over, um, earlier, we do have, um, three new tracks that we are pretty much almost like 75 to 80% finished with. Um, one is actually already, um, been mixed and mastered. Um, we're basically figuring out the, um, plan on how we're supposed to release those three, but, um, I can say that within the next few months, actually, you should actually within the next couple months, depending on how things go, you should hear us teasing something soon. And um, we're we're trying to plan out how we can pretty much like expand our live shows and try to like, you know, get stuff set up for maybe um, next year be able to maybe do something more of like not just a show once in a while but maybe a weekend run or two here and there and yeah we're trying to pretty much keep progressing and keep moving forward and trying to show people what we can do the best way we can basically (laughs) exactly and then the last thing i'll ask you guys is just um what have you guys been geeking out on musically over the last uh year and a half since we've talked anything oh, that's come out uh in 2022 that you've been I, oh, with i see the thorn i gotta Zach. i gotta say mm-hmm. new new Northlane album oh my god uh they've been one of my favorites for several years but new Northlane, um the new era album that well that came out last year so Northlane era i'm so i've been obsessed with but and their new albums are just some of the best albums in my opinion that have came out um in general with metal and um i thornhill i would say but i definitely like the thorn thornhill's newer album is slightly different but it's still good but it's like it's it's not like the you know it's 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 more of an alternative metal vibe or rock vibe um but still i still 
I still mess with that album. It, uh, I think it just came out a few months ago, but I'm trying to think what other uh, other recent music that has really stood out in metal. I could pro- I, I could probably think of shit, but if not, do you have any bands? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's gonna be a little. It's gonna. It's gonna be weird. Okay. So for in terms of metal, I have been really into. I mean, you could say there. It's Swancore. So I've been really into um, the Jackpot the Jackpot Juicer album that um, Dance Gavin Dance has um, put out not too long ago. I I think it's probably one of their best albums that they've done in a little bit. Um, and it's really something that I kind of hold dear because I was a very big, I had a very big inspiration and admiration with um, Tim, their bassist that passed away. And so it was a very very awesome feeling to basically experience pretty much his last works almost and um you know that and then we i have to give it up to the chain smokers so far so good album it has just been released recently it slaps it's a vibe and a half and if you don't like that kind of music i get it but i would say still experience it because it's still fun um and that's pretty much the two that pop in my head off cuff. <laughs> oh, in that one of the newer uh, Juice World albums. I don't remember if it got released this year or last year. It was released but, yeah. this year. Yeah, Fighting like, Demons. oh my God. I've, yeah. been, I've been obsessed with that one too. So that's one for me. Yeah, me too. Well, I think I think it might be the number, he might be the number one artist on my Spotify in the last year. Yeah, on through uh, a rough breakup too. I was bumping a lot of Juice World, a lot of a lot of Wage War, Stitch. Those were oh yeah, those were heavy on the rotation last. Year. See, see, my 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 go to like breakup song because of just the women that I decided to date. So <laughs> I I used the river. The river was my song. Like I would blast that shit, and if like I actually I almost I almost broke something. Cause wage, I went to a wage war show and they played the river and I was like, I gave like either Thomas or somebody my glasses and my keys and I was just like, I have to do it and I just went into that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Their new record was good too, um, and I, I actually I really love the new, even though it's it's not metal obviously, but I, I love the new Post Malone record too. It's pro- I think he gets I've really heard. introspective, and it's the last part of it. This the second half of it is probably my favorite. There's some uh, kind of darker introspective moments on there that are really really good, man. Right, I've heard a couple tracks from because I don't really pay attention to Post Malone, but like I heard Cooped Up, and I was like, okay, this is a vibe. And that then I heard so um, I heard the one song that he um, had um the weekend feature with. Um, feature on it was like one right now and that was what sold me i was like that is funky as hell i was like this is awesome so yes i agree with that the new post malone album is it slaps <laughs> juice world was another one gone too soon man it makes me so, yeah it makes me so sad when i think about especially when that dude was he just turned 21 years old like that's insane yeah. that he was writing and the fact that um like sometimes I'll just go down YouTube wormholes um, and, and just watch the freestyles that he did. And I'm just, I just can't, it's, it's so hard for me to comprehend how somebody off the cuff can just be so coherent and make sense. 
and make it fire like that. Like they'll just put on a beat. Like uh, it's, it's crazy. But uh, yeah. that, that last um, record that they just dropped almost a year ago, like already dead rock star in his prime. Like there's some, there's some great ones on that. Um, I've been yeah. obsessed with Rockstar in his prime. Uh, the song Sometimes and the song Doom. Um, so, those are, I think those are my top three on that. I don't know if any if either of you guys had actually saw the uh, documentary that they actually put out about him on uh, HBO Max, I think. And yeah. um, it actually, it's a very, it's a very upsetting and very dark documentary because it kind of goes into what he does on the outside which is really he was never really coherent he was like you know outside of his interviews and like his freestyles and stuff like that like when he was just in in his own corners man like he barely was even conscious at times and it kind of made me sad because it was just like you could tell he was just feeding that that anxiety and that depression and that addiction and Damn. basically it, it was it was a sad moment, but it was also inspirational in terms of like, you know, to get help, to find help with things like that. Because, you know, me being a black male that does suffer from severe depression and anxiety that, you know, things like that kind of help people. You know, some people it may, ha- may have a, a negative adverse to make them want to keep doing it which is, you know, them not being mature enough to see that that should be a way for you to show that you need to find help because you can see that even this guy has all this money, all this fame and this success, but he's still fighting things that, you know, he can't even see, you know? So yeah, he was a, he was a genius, but he was also like just a kid that was going through a lot of shit. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It was hard to watch him popping all those Percocets, which I've never taken that, and I don't really have any desire to. Just knowing how you know, seeing what happened with him and other people, um, and even the the codeine stuff, man. I never, I mean, when I was a kid, I hated cough syrup. Like when I had a cold, I always want if if I, I like Robitussin. Like if I smell that, like it, Robitussin ruined cherry flavored stuff for me for a while. Like, yeah, oh, I, I yeah like, a lot of cherry flavored is too oh, medicine. Oh, it, dude, oh. It, it if I smell it, it reminds me of robe. I always wanted the great, the grape cough syrup. Like, <laughs> whenever I had a cold, my mom would give me stuff, and she was a nurse. I, I always wanted the, the grape stuff. And did your parents, did you guys ever drink Coca Cola when you had an upset stomach, or was that just like I know ginger ale is like good for your stomach, but like my mom would give us Coca Cola sometimes when we were kids, and I was like. I don't know if that made it worse because I have no idea. But yeah, (laughs) yeah, no. My my family, we were a Canada Dry family, so it had to be Canada. Yeah, so it had to be ginger ale. So and it couldn't be like I've had instances from myself and from everyone else in my family. If they ask for a ginger ale, you don't give them Seagrams. You don't give them anything other than Canada Dry, (laughs) like. And that's how I am to this day. It's like if I just am not feeling well or like I do have like an upset stomach, I'll just walk myself to a 7-Eleven, get myself like a Canada Dry or two, and I'm set. I always do it. It's like a comfort thing now sometimes too. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, it's – um. You know, to put a button on everything too, and I I feel bad I've kept you guys longer than an hour, so I hope I'm not jacking your whole Saturday. But uh, but – 
as far as the anxiety stuff goes, man, yeah, I've, I've struggled a lot with that too. Like even socially, I feel like I've been uh, not as social as I normally am. And, and sometimes even get, I never really used to get nervous before doing these, but last year was so crazy just going through a breakup and a lot more people dying around me than at any point in my life before. It was just really weird. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, bro. Oh no, it's all good. It's all good. But um, you know, you know, since we were talking about Juice World and stuff, and I know even in your guys' lyrics, you know, you guys touch on heavier subjects, and I, I do think it's important as as men to to talk about that stuff because anxiety is uh, if it's real in your head, it's real enough that it affects you. You know what I mean? And music for me has always been very therapeutic and exercise. My biggest thing is sleep. Like it's hard turning off my brain. It's like a hamster in a wheel. Sometimes. Oh yeah. I'll just look at dumb videos on my phone before I go to bed just so I don't have like messed up dreams. You know, I'll just yeah. watch like funny, stupid stuff before I go to bed. And even Nard, Nard, by the way, you guys, he's he's a great follow on Instagram because he posts some of the like the funniest random stories. I don't know how you <laughs> find some of that stuff, man, but there was one I can't even remember the one recently it had me cracking up. But uh but yeah, I think it's important to touch on that stuff in music. But like you like you said too, Nard, it's it's finding healthy ways to deal with it and you know, whether it's Juice World or, or other artists that have had um, substance abuse issues, man, it just um, it bums me out because it, it's like in a weird way, like that dude's music really helped me at a really difficult time within this last year, you know. Um, but unfortunately, he kind of succumbed to his own demons in, in a lot of ways, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's important to talk about that stuff. And like you said, that documentary, I think, is kind of a good balance of just showing the height of what he got to, but also, like you said, behind, you know, off the stage rather, like there was just a lot of the the pill popping and stuff going on, you know, and whatever he was trying to numb obviously was pretty, pretty powerful. So I think it's important for people to talk about that stuff, whether it's in their music, if they're artists like you guys or people like me who are podcasting or just people listening to this in their everyday lives. That's the biggest thing I could tell people is don't be afraid to like seek therapy and seek help. There's a lot of great resources out there, but also find positive outlets for those things to channel. I think that's so important because if you don't talk to anybody about it, man, it just, it'll just, it eats you up, you know? Yeah. Even, even just talking to your friends, you know, for free and opening yeah. up like, is like people need to do that more, you know, like there's little things that can help. Yeah. And I, and I would say for like, even the people that, you know, cause I think, I think, everyone has like some form of intuition to see that, you know, you know, a friend's not going through the best time or, you know, even those people that always seem so happy and joking around, like always check in on your homies that are, you know, either publicly like telling you that they're dealing with stuff or even you can tell they're trying to hold things back, but they're trying to show face for it. Like, you know, always, always give them that vibe and that energy that you are there for them. You know, you know, sometimes not everyone needs someone to talk to, but they just need to have somebody understand that, you know, you know, they, if there's any a time where they have to have somebody that they got you at least. And that kind of goes a long way, like a very long way. <laughs> for sure. Cause it's True. so crazy how you, how you can, you can be standing right next to somebody, man. And you have no idea what's going on between the ears and people do, people do a really good job of, you know, wearing a mask outwardly and having something totally, totally different going on on the inside. And I'm, and I'm like that too, man. 
I've had panic attacks in front of people and they had no idea that like, I just wanted Damn. to get the hell out of somewhere and just, and just run. You know what I mean? I have some friends who can see it when it's happening, you know, cause you get that adrenaline rush. And I, I have some friends who are really intuitive and they know what's up. And then there's other people I've been around. I'm like, man, they have no idea the hell in my head right now. And it's all, and that's the thing. It's, it's learning how to manage it too. I've learned to sit with my anxiety a lot more lately, you know, and just like when you get that flight or flight, you know, response, it's just like, oh yeah, this is just a primal thing when we used to be cavemen and this would happen when like a saber toothed tiger was chasing you and your family through the woods. But yeah. right now I'm just sitting at a restaurant and there's no real danger here, or I'm in a public place and I just need to, you know, try to take some deep breaths and realize, okay, the worst thing is going to happen. Maybe I'll get sick. I'll have to run to the bathroom or something, but life is going to keep going on. So I try to like compartmentalize it more now um, as I get older, you know what I mean? And not, um, and not beat myself up about it. Cause I think that's the other thing too. And I don't know if you guys can relate to this. I'm sorry. I told you I was going to stop talking. I'm still ranting, but <laughs> I think, um, I think, uh, at least for me, and, and I don't know, maybe it's the masculinity thing, kind of how I grew up and in the nineties and whatever in the Midwest. But like, I think a lot of it is like the shame and the guilt you carry for feeling anxious. You're like, oh, why am I upset right now? Everything's cool. Why can't I just be having a good time? Oh, I think that makes and, then, it worse. and then you hold it in longer and you make it worse yeah. because you're, you don't want to admit it or open up. So you hold it in and it builds up and you just get worse. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's that so from my anxiety. It's very, it's a very minuscule thing. Yeah. Like, you know, the smallest randomest things can just set off my anxiety. And so like, for me, I just know that at least for me not to be deemed as like, I'm just freaking out for no reason. Like I have to at least, I try to make it apparent that to communicate to people, it's like, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm sorry. My anxiety is just going haywire right now. Don't buy, don't mind me, please. But, um, it, my biggest one is my depression. Um, it, it's actually as a diagnosis as the major depression. And so I am very quick to shut down. I'm very quick to just not want to function or move or stuff like that. Like, actually, I can understand where you're coming from, Mike, because I recently just had gotten out of a not that great relationship. And it was very, um, it was very impactful because it actually pushed my depression enough to the edge to have me be diagnosed. Because I've just been recently diagnosed. It's not even been a year since my, um, my diagnosis and getting set up with therapy, psych, a psychiatrist, meds and stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> so it, it's a, um, it's a thing that at least for like my depression, my depression is probably the one that I, understand the most because i also am very introverted so i spend a lot of time with myself so i use that as a tool to get to know even the worst parts of myself so i now know that my depression is a very fickle bitch it will make sure that i cannot move that i can't sleep or i can't do nothing but sleep and you know if i get yeah a list of different things be said to me that it can make my depression shoot off like a rocket without any warning. So, you know, it it's all about really getting to know yourself and really getting to know even the parts that you don't want to know. 
because that no matter what, no matter how much you try to fight and deny it, that still makes up who you are. And you'll never know yourself unless you know all spectrums of yourself. And that is something for anybody who's dealing with like mental health and things like that is that to not be afraid to understand it and to learn about it. So then you will have the tools to be on the right end of your mental health and not on the wrong end because nobody, your family, your friends, no one wants to see you on the wrong end of that. True. That's well said, Nard. And I guess just to put a button on that, I mean, are there, are there things that you guys feel like are, are coping mechanisms for you guys that are healthy that you would want to share with anybody listening to this who might be struggling with anxiety oh, or depression or. Yes. Um, I'll try to keep it short. Uh, literally nature, like hiking and, uh, whether you're, you can even, you don't have to be with other people, but even by yourself or with other friends, like just, uh, sometimes hiking, being, being out in nature without like, can be a good distraction, you know, and a whole different, uh, a, a different setting can change your kind of mood or attitude and, and obviously music too. And, um, and even, even just, uh, even just trying to open up and, uh, seeing how others feel like literally like what we're doing now, like for anyone, like, and that's another thing, sometimes opening up and, and the socializing part can be stressful or give you anxiety. But if you get used to opening up and, and then you can relate like with others, like it can like create this, like this, this positive effect, like a domino effect, you know? I don't know. That might sound stupid, but I don't know. That's just. No, I don't think it sounds stupid. I could have. Okay. No, no, you're right. You're good. I mean, I would say, like, I would agree with uh, Zach. Like, you know, in experiencing nature, being outdoors, kind of like doing something that you love, whether it be like, you know, listening or playing music. And then, you know, I also feel like, you know, always be. The best way I would say is like, let's say if you're dealing with like a heavy amounts of anxiety and depression stuff like that try to as you're going through that rush of those emotions to kind of ground yourself try to understand that you know these are really shitty feelings and really thought really bad thoughts you're getting but to understand that you know the you gotta kind of understand that you're okay everything's gonna be okay you just gotta keep yourself in the right state of mind you know, it's kind of like you have to understand, like, think of it like a car, like, you know, the, the depression and anxiety is raining down on you and you, you're engulfed by it, but you're kind of protected in the sense of you can still keep moving forward. You can still keep going on with what your life is. You know, you don't have to make it cripple yourself and you have to keep it in mind. And then also just... I would say also for some people are usually against medication. I would say that's not always the case. Sometimes medication is, is a good path for you to cope with that and to manage it and to not think that you are less than or that you're crazy or that you are weak because you have to take meds for your mental health. You know, it's the same thing as you're not going to not take your antibiotics for your body's health so why won't you if your mental health is that bad you you gotta do it you know 
And that doesn't mean that you're less of a person or you're crazy or anything. It's just that you need a little bit more help than certain certain people, you know. True. For sure. Well, dudes, again, I appreciate the time. And um I didn't I didn't plan on on us going going to those places at the end that I went over a half hour with y'all, man. But uh, at the same time, I, I think it's important to talk about that stuff. And I'm glad we did. I'm glad organically the conversation went there, man. Um yeah, man. People that are uh, that are going to benefit from that, but I, I really appreciate again you guys taking ninety minutes of your time oh. Saturday with me. I uh, hope I didn't rant too much, but I, I really enjoy what you guys are doing. I hope that you don't stop and that you keep going because I think you guys are really on the cusp of a lot of greatness. And I'm not just saying that; I really love what you're doing as a band, and uh, that's been what's really cool. Um, you know, in the midst of all the crazy crap that's going on in the world, like social media has been pretty positive for me. I've been able to connect with a lot of really great artists like yourselves. And uh, it's just cool to have that mutual respect and have you guys take the time to come back on the show. So thank you. I will put up the links in the podcast description for this episode so people can find you. But for people who aren't familiar, just plug your stuff real quick. Let them know where they can find you out there. All right. Um, Let's see. So I believe every of all of our social media platforms you can find us at House Divided Music. Um, all you would have to do is just kind of look for our emblem, which is just our house with our slashes. Um, for Spotify and everything, you'll find us with House Divided, and you'll have our forward slashes or yeah, forward slashes for in between House and Divided. We made sure that we could get our slashes in there for Spotify, so mm-hmm. that's that's cool. And on YouTube, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be House Divided, Band. That's probably the easiest way to find us because YouTube is kind of sucky when it comes to finding us. Um, but, yeah, it's there. And then throughout there, we'll be posting stuff for shows, singles coming out, all that good stuff, you know. So, yeah, if you guys want to show us love, much appreciated. If not, that's cool. But, you know. At least our name's in your head, so that's cool. <laughs> Bro. But yeah, this has been fun, dudes. I really appreciate it. Like I said, I hope I didn't hijack too much of your Saturday, but I really love what you guys are doing in, in real talk, man. Like, you know, just as as men, like I considered you guys uh kindred spirits, man. So even if you guys ever Dude, just thanks a lot, man. Uh, you know, shoot the breeze or if you're going through stuff mentally, like trust me, I've I've gone to some dark places in this last year and it's um you know, we all have those moments and I definitely go into, into my cave, man. So if you guys ever just want to, you know, shoot the breeze or send a funny meme or something like, feel free to reach out, man. Cause, um, I definitely, I know what it's like to go through that stuff. So. Oh yeah. I got you, bro. Yeah. And, um, you know, I- I'll make sure to supply you with the, the high quality meme. I'll-, I'll keep it rolling. <laughs> I just get in spats True. where like, I'm just on my phone for like 30 minutes and like I get 30 different memes that are all weird, but funny as hell. And I'm just like, save, 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 save. <laughs> a great follow on Instagram. This is a free plug for them, but I think it's arcane memes. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. I just arcane like, they, memes. they combine, um, like different famous people, and it's like the greatest thing you've ever seen. Like the latest one I saw was Ludacris Jericho, and it's exactly oh yeah, it's like Ludacris, but in like the wrestler Chris Jericho's body. It was amazing. I've seen that before. Or was it, it was like Whoopi Goldberg? 
and they yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they put, <laughs> yeah no that, that that was nightmare fuel a little bit for me it's like <laughs> god man well, you guys have a great rest of your Saturday, man. Let's definitely keep in touch. I'm really excited for your dudes and your and uh and you're welcome on here anytime, man. Oh, thanks, Dude, bro. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us again, man. You Nard, I'll see you tomorrow at the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> at the Riff House. No, wait, it is Riff House, right? It it is yeah, the yeah. Riff House. It is the Riff House. It's Riff House pub. Yeah. <laughs> Word. All right. Dude, thanks, <laughs> have a great show, dudes. Thanks for All the right. time. Look. You're welcome. See you. All righty, Dighty, there you have it. That was my conversation with Nard and Zach of House Divided. Make sure you go follow those guys on Instagram at House Divided Music. You can follow Zach at Snake underscore Screamer on Instagram, and you can follow Nard at Nard underscore Divided on Instagram. The links to all of their stuff is going to be in the podcast description for this episode. So if you just scroll to the bottom of this puppy, click those links, follow those guys on their Instagram handles, and make sure you go check out their latest single, Stray, featuring Dropout Kings. It's a true banger. I really love it. Like I said, it's a great extension of Ash and Echoes. Make sure you listen to that EP as well. And again, the links for all of that will be in the podcast description. If you love heavy music, if you love metalcore, you will love these dudes. And I really think that uh, they've got a bright future ahead of them. And I'm not just saying that because I've become friendly with these guys, man. I think they're good human beings. They focus on their craft. They're very, very talented. And I just think that when you make the music that you love to make, you know, you take your influences, you put those in a blender, you combine that with your own ability, and you try to put out something in the world that's authentic to yourself and you're speaking from the heart. And like I said, Zach and Josh, the co-vocalists, definitely do that. And then Nard comes in with just those gnarly, like, death growls. I mean, it's it's really awesome. So I really hope you guys go check these, these fellas out, man. Um, and yeah, I just... You know, I'm just really grateful. I'm I'm searching for words here because when I do these things, I never really prep for what I'm going to say at the beginning or the end of it other than to say that uh, the mood that I am in currently is just one of of being very grateful to have met these dudes. Um, I mean, we haven't met in person, but obviously connect them via social media and get them on the podcast and, you know, be able to, to... have a positive enough experience that they wanted to come back on the show. Uh, I've been fortunate to have repeat guests and these guys are one of them, but conversations like this to me are just a reminder of, I feel like why I'm here not to sound like too self-righteous, but this podcast is, is really um, I've said it before, but it's the truest form of self-expression that I've put out there into the world. I've done a lot of writing over the years. Um, I've done broadcasting on the radio behind a microphone calling high school games and in front of a camera at at times during that journey as well, doing standups before and after the game. And I just feel like this podcast is just like, this is my soul that I'm giving to you guys, man. And, and how I like to communicate with people and connect with people. And towards the end of that conversation, I mean, we, we started getting into some, some heavy stuff as far as uh, not the material, as far as the music, but just as far as life and kind of what, what we all go through and, you know, talking about juice world and stuff, talking about relationships, talking about emotions and anxiety and depression and those things. And, um, that wasn't something that I planned on talking about with those guys, but they were gracious enough to keep the conversation going. And it just flowed to that point, you know, and to give you 
you know, folks uh, an idea of how I do these podcasts. I don't write down questions. I used to do that. What I do now is in my homework, my prep work, I, you know, I call it homework just because that's a word that you'll be familiar with, but it's not really homework for me because I love this, but in my prep for the shows, I always outline, you know, what the bands have been doing if it is a musical artist and, and most of the, the shows are music because I love music. I digress, but I outline what they've got going on, what they've had going on recently. I obviously look at their social media see what little nuggets I can pull out, you know what I mean, to to differentiate the conversation either from the previous one that I had with them or other interviews that are out there because I don't want to waste their time and have the same conversation that they've had with other people, right? And then I just kind of let it flow, you know what I mean? I, I try not to be too uh, prescriptive about what's going to go down. I mean, the theme is perseverance and moving forward, but then the conversation goes where it goes. And obviously it depends on how vulnerable people want to be. I never want to make people feel uncomfortable, but, uh, you know, I think to get to the light, we all have to walk through the dark at some point. And so I'm actually really grateful that in addition to talking about what these dudes have been up to and the live shows and Stray and the music they've got coming for everybody um, and what they've been doing as a band, it was really cool to actually talk about some of those those darker subjects at the end because I really feel like it will be a benefit to people out there who are struggling, you know, and I don't want to rant too much here at the end of the conversation because, I, I spoke for like 10 minutes in the intro, but again, I just, I can't harp on that enough. You guys, if you're going through a tough time right now, just know that things get better. Please, please keep going again, get help. If you need to get help, there's, there's nothing. If you are a guy and you're listening to this, there's nothing that that's going to, it shouldn't make you feel like less of a man to, to talk to a professional and get therapy. I'm, I'm in therapy. I'm not afraid to say that or ashamed to say that at all. My therapist is a great dude. Um, he's actually the one who put me on to Juice World, believe it or not. He's a super dope human being. Shout out, John. And um, I, I'm, I've am i made the strides that I've made in, in the last couple of years in large part thanks to him and, and just being able to talk through things with him. So please don't be afraid to talk to a therapist. There's resources out there. I'm actually going to put some links at the bottom of this episode for, for those of you who, who are interested in, in that route. Um, and again, beyond that, finding an outlet, whether it's music, whether it's art, whether it's exercise, getting out in nature, um, there's, there's all kinds, you know, if you feel alone in your city and at times, you know, it can, it can get kind of lonely where I'm at, you know, my, my friend group has kind of disbanded and, and been sort of disjointed since the pandemic and everything. And one of the members got married and that combined with me going into hermit mode, when I, when I experience dark things, I tend to retreat and become reclusive. Like it's a little disjointed, even for me, like there's, there's resources out there. There's all kinds of groups on meetups, whether you're into hiking, whether you're into painting, whether you're into music, podcasting, whatever it may be. So again, connect with the people around you, make sure you have time to shut your brain off and and decompress. But, um, but yeah, I'm glad that Nard and Zach uh, came back. Like I said, I have a lot of respect and love for these dudes. Really enjoy the music they're making as a band, and I really appreciate their vulnerability. So Nard, Zach, thank you again so much for giving me, I think it was over an hour and a half of your time the day that we talked, and um, just for being open and honest on the show and being vulnerable and just for being good human beings, man. Um, we've never met in person, but I get soul vibes from people when I talk to them, and I know you guys are good dudes. So keep making the music that you love to make. And once again, everybody, follow them 
on Instagram at House Divided Music. You can follow Zach at Snake underscore Screamer. You can follow Nard at Nard underscore Divided. Once again, the links to everything will be in the podcast description. Run up the streams on Stray, stream Ash and Echoes. Check out their other music that they've released over the years. They're dope. And uh, and again, you know, shout out to Dropout Kings. I love those dudes as well. Been fortunate enough to have a couple of members on the pod and. Um, Really, really think that they have a bright future ahead of them as well, and they're just getting started. Same thing with the dudes in Saving Vice who have been on the show. So go support all those bands, man. And if you want to support me, you can follow me once again on Instagram at March4thPod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and that's V as in Victor. Shout out, Gramp. I love you. And the host site is March4th.podbean.com. If you're interested in starting a podcast, I've had my shows on Podbean for 10 years since I started this bad boy, literally almost 10 years ago. And um, the the rates that they offer are very reasonable, for sure, if you're somebody who's just getting into this. And uh, beyond that, my link tree is also in the podcast description. So if you guys want to see past feature stories that I've done on bands like Corn, for example, I think I have the link in there for the Kill Switch Engage one. So I'm not trying to drop names, but for those of you who listen to this and are into metalcore, I've, I've gotten a chance to, to talk to some 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 faves of mine those were bucket list moments for me to be able to get to speak to ray from corn and get to speak from mike from kill switch back in the day man and um beyond that i've got a little bio section in my link tree and all that as well and uh, i hate begging for this stuff i always say it because it's true but i'm learning how to market myself better and get these shows out to more people one thing that you guys can do to really help this podcast and get this conversation out to more people is if you like and subscribe and share Um, The show is on multiple platforms, including big ones like Apple, Spotify, iHeart, of course, the host site Podbean. They have their own app that you can download. Podcast Attic is is an app that I used back in the day. I'm on um, Amazon. You You can tell Alexa to play March 4th with Mike Bauman, and she will. It's crazy that, uh, you know, you could tell an electronic device to play my show and it'll play it. I never thought that would be possible when I was seven years old in 1995, but here we are. So, yeah, there's a bunch of different ways you can listen. Google Podcasts. So, But ultimately, if you like and subscribe and if you take the time to leave a rating and a review for the show, which you can do on Apple, which you can do on Spotify, you can give it, I think it's a five-star scale, and you can also leave a comment. That helps the show rank higher and get these conversations out to more people. And ultimately, that's what I want, man. Not because, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, Joe Rogan Jr. over here, although, I'm, you know, if somebody wants to throw some money at me and, and have exclusivity rights to the show, we can talk turkey, all right? But in all seriousness, um, the legacy that I want to leave behind is very much one of positivity and love and light. And in these conversations, we walk through the darkness to get to the light at times, man. And so... Um, that's, that's really why I want this to grow. I want there to be more shine on inspiring people and connecting people instead of dividing people and tearing people apart. And I think that there's too much vitriol and too much negativity and too much polarity in the world right now, not just in the United States. So again, not to sound self-righteous, but whatever positive ripple effect I can make with, with my platform and a microphone in front of my face, I'm going to do. And more importantly, um, all together just to hopefully inspire you guys through, through these conversations and, and put you on to awesome bands like House Divided and, and good people like Nard and Zach. So it's all done out of love at the end of the day, and there's no fake love over here. So if you would be so kind to take the time to like, su- subscribe, and share, tell a friend to tell a friend, all of those things help the podcast grow and get these conversations out to more people. And I want to see House Divided 
uh, get their get their due respect, man, because they're they're building something really cool. So please go show them some love. And that's going to be a wrap on this week's episode, everybody. I love you all. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of the dudes in House Divided, here is their latest single featuring Dropout Kings called Stray. Peace. Peace.